0: Because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily.
1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 349. Is it convenient? Would I enjoy it? Wrong question. Part one by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. And I am Dan, the guy who reads to you each day from some of the best blogs on personal finance. Now, today's post is a little longer than usual, so I'll be breaking it up into two parts for you. We like to keep this show to about 10 minutes so that uh, you, the listener, can really absorb the content. I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you in tomorrow's show. So let's get to it and hear part one of this post as we optimize your life. Is it convenient? Would I enjoy it? Wrong question. Part one by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. A recent paraphrase from a beginner mustachian. Quote, hey, MMM, I can see the financial benefits of your lifestyle, but I just have different tastes. I like my better wine, and my husband really likes his books and his iPad. So we figure that if we would really enjoy something, we might as well get it. And you know, at this stage, we can really afford it. End quote. Person who still has mortgage debt and a cost of living that will require them to work for the next 20 years. Mustachians like you and I are engaged in a lifelong process of increasing our wealth. In the beginning stage, the goal is mostly monetary wealth, and I see no problem with that. Money is a big and exciting part of our culture, and most of us start out with our arms and legs tangled up in the stuff to the point that it is a source of stress, status, and a loss of autonomy. The need for money is forcing us to set alarm clocks and drive to other cities every morning, give up on the chance of raising our own kids, and sign up for terms of voluntary slavery that can extend 45 years or longer. When you arrive at the door of the temple of mustachianism in this condition, it is natural that you'll have your mind on your money and your money on your mind. But as powerful as the problem of money seems to a beginner, there really is a solution. Applying the principles of this blog or many of the other books and websites on financial independence will almost certainly make you wealthy enough to be free from the need to work for money in a reasonable amount of time. But then what? The pursuit of wealth still continues but it just moves to the higher level of accumulating life wealth. Freedom, self-actualization, learning, generosity, and other fancy stuff that seems like an untouchable luxury to someone who's struggling to survive will become your day-to-day challenge. And it's a happy place, although not one without its own pitfalls. Now that I'm really old, 38 next month, I've had a chance to study both sides for quite a few years. And there really is a pattern that shows up as people transition from desperate consumer to seasoned retiree. That pattern could be summed up like this. Quote, getting rich is more mental than it is tactical. End quote. When people first start reading up on how we're all becoming rich here, their first questions are ones like these. How can I possibly live on 50% of my income or 25%? How can I cut costs? What are your top three tips? Why is your electric bill a third of mine and your grocery bill half? How will you pay for your health care, your son's education, valuable travel experiences? They're all good questions but you'll notice that they are tactical in nature. People want tips and recipes for saving money. Solid tips are valuable resources, but they work a lot better if they are combined with changes to your mind that make the tips turn into real improvements in your lifestyle rather than temporary deprivations, which are simply means to the end of getting more money in the bank. What do you mean changes to my mind? We're all born with a certain mind and it's fixed for our whole lifetimes. I just want the money-saving tips, please, mustache. If you find yourself agreeing even remotely with that statement, I'm excited on your behalf because it means we have a lot more to learn together. Even if you've never heard of the ancient art of controlling your own mind, that doesn't mean your noggin is an untouched virgin which has never been modified. It just means that until this point, someone else has been doing all the controlling. Your cultural values and beliefs, your attitudes toward hard work and struggle, and virtually all of your desires to own anything from a certain style of house to a vacation destination have been programmed into you by the outside world. Most of your desires are not your own. To balance the scale a little, all you need to do is understand that you can program your own mind in completely the opposite way. You can build habits, you can eliminate most of your irrational fears, and you can even eliminate most of your irrational desires. The idea of programming your own mind is extremely powerful. It has been practiced since even before the ancient Greeks, see Stoicism, and it's relatively easy to do and yet it's a practice so rare that the standard Joe consumer type will think you are a magical superhero if you have the ability to do it. Don't believe me? Check out this quote. A man is rich in proportion to the number of things he can afford to let alone. Old-time mustachian H.D. Thoreau, 1817 to 1862. Is this antique folksy wisdom that no longer applies in the modern world now that iPads have been invented? Or is Thoreau actually a mind-control badass who figured something out that most people who have come after him have forgotten? The answer is, of course, option B. You really are rich according to how many things you can train yourself not to want. But note that this is completely different than just perpetually wanting things and aching inside every time you can't buy them. It's a much more powerful skill. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Is It Convenient? Would I Enjoy It? Wrong question by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com.
0: It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment, Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts, you get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today.
1: And that's it for today. Please make sure to join us back here again tomorrow for part two of Mr. Money Mustache's post. I'll see you there, where your optimal life awaits.